Faith family and everybody out there that is brave enough to connect with me to dig into the Word of God on this Wednesday night live service brought to you right here from Houston, Texas at Faith Family Church, where I'm privileged to be the senior pastor. Uh, my honor to stand before you. If this is your first time, thank you for taking a few minutes. Um, I'll be ministering for about 35, 40 minutes, and we'll be talking about getting out and staying out of debt. That's right. There are seven big steps to get to debt freedom, and I'm on big step number seven tonight. So if you've got a few minutes, hang in there. I believe there's some morsels of meat here that will absolutely revolutionize your thinking and your believing, and I believe the result will be your debt freedom. So let's go ahead and get ready to say a word of prayer, invite God in to help us to think through our minds and speak through my mouth and that we would receive revelation from heaven. Let's go ahead and bow our heads. Father, we thank you for this, another opportunity to minister your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We ask you to shine the light of your word to us tonight by the Holy Spirit. Help us to see it. Help us to get it your word to us in the name of Jesus. We ask for the operation of the Holy Spirit to be at work on the inside of us. We pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will flow into our hearts and minds, that we will see things from these passages of scripture that you have given me that, that will cause us to, to just be changed in the way that we think and how we believe. We thank you for it, Father, in advance, in Jesus' name. And all that agree with that prayer said, amen. All right, as I said, this is uh, Get Out and Stay Out, part 11. So I salute you if you've, if you've been lock and step with me through all of these weeks up to this particular moment. And I just thank you for allowing me to speak this word into your life. Now, if you're like me, it may take you years to, to get out and to stay out of debt. Uh, whether you've got $5,000 in debt or whether you've got $500,000, it takes time. And we learn one of the big steps is that God does it little by little. I wish he did it overnight, but... Um, nonetheless, there's lessons to be learned along the way. And one lesson that we have to learn is how to believe God for supernatural debt cancellation. This is probably the most exciting step for me um, because it, it, it has to do with believing God to get involved, that God will not just do it, that we won't get out of debt naturally. You know, if, if I just did the debt snowball, uh, I can try, I could tell you exactly when we will be completely and totally free. But what that doesn't factor in is God putting his super on top of our natural. What that doesn't factor in is the sudden move of God to move upon the heart of someone to do something that will cause uh, our debts to be eradicated. And uh, I'd be remiss to, to show you how to do something and just do it in the strength of the flesh. So big step number seven is to believe for supernatural debt cancellation. Where does this come from? Well, we'll start tonight in Mark chapter 11. If you've got your Bible, let's look at Mark chapter 11 and verse 24. 
Jesus says, therefore, I say to you, what things soever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So in this message, my assignment is to challenge you to believe for supernatural debt cancellation. Now that's a mouthful. Obviously, by the end of these 30, 35, 40 minutes, you'll be able to understand clearly what I mean when I say supernatural debt cancellation. So my challenge my assignment is to, uh, to, to challenge you to believe for supernatural debt cancellation, which means while you are taking these other six big steps to getting out of debt and staying out of debt, while you're doing that, believe for your debts to be paid off beyond your human ability. Believe for your debts to be canceled beyond your physical ability to pay them off by yourself. Now, in order to do this, you must first know a little something about believing. What, I, what do I mean when I say believe for it? Believing is not knowing. The Bible teaches us that we walk by faith and not by sight. And when you talk about the Bible word faith, it includes the word belief or believing. To have faith or belief means to be firmly persuaded or convinced based on something you heard. Again, let me say, to, to have faith or belief in something, it is to be firmly persuaded or convinced based upon something you've heard. I'm going to share some things with you tonight that should convince you that there is supernatural debt cancellation in your future to the point where I show you several passages of scripture to the point where you can be firmly persuaded that some of the debts that are lined up, if not all of the debts that are lined up in your life right now can and will be supernaturally paid in full and to the glory of God. Faith means being firmly persuaded. Even before it happens, being convinced just based on something that you have heard. In this case, we're talking about you believing that your debts will be paid off, not just naturally, but by some unusual supernatural means. You see, we don't serve a natural God. We serve a supernatural God. And so for us as Christians, if you are a Christian, we can believe for God to do something beyond the ordinary to help us do what we believe that he wants to do. We believe that God doesn't want us to be in debt. He doesn't want us to borrow. And because we have taken it to heart to get out of debt and to stay out of debt, I believe he will help us do what he wants us to do. So believing that some of your debts will be, uh, will Believing that some of the debts you have will be somehow canceled. That's what I'm challenging you to believe tonight. Now, someone once said that you cannot have faith beyond actual knowledge. You can't believe for something that you've never heard about. 
And there are many stories, and I look forward to someday being able to share your story. If you ever, uh, along this path, if you ever find yourself where something is supernaturally canceled, as you have been taking these, uh, these big steps, uh, when it happens, send me that, that testimony, that, that victory story, so that I can share it with the world as we develop this into a lifestyle. Now, someone said, someone once said that you cannot have faith beyond actual knowledge. Another person said that faith begins where the will of God is known. And Paul, the apostle, asked, how can a person believe for something that they have never heard of? And that makes sense. How can you believe for supernatural debt cancellation if you don't know that that's even possible? So if you're new to Christ or if you're not a Christian, I'm here to tell you that God will help you get out of debt. That's good news. And, and, and now knowing, so when you come to find that something is possible, now you can believe it for yourself in your life. Paul asked that simple question, how can a person believe for something that they've never heard of? So in this message tonight, I'm going to give you a few examples from the Bible where people had their debts supernaturally paid for or canceled. I know, again, there's a lot of examples in the world and those are good. But when you have one in the Bible where an individual that that bleeds and breathes just like you and me, when they believed God and God came through for them, then then you can believe that God in the same way will come through for you. So let's start in this book of Mark chapter 11. Jesus is talking about the subject of faith. So I think it's fitting for us to start right here. If you were to look early in the book of Mark chapter 10, um, he went into a city and uh, on the way in, he was hungry and he didn't find some fruit and he cursed the tree and then he went in. And on the way out, it was nighttime. But when he went back in the next day, the disciples noticed that that tree was dead. And he took a moment to teach them the power of faith. I mean, you normally don't speak to a tree and cause it to die. That's supernatural. And in the same way, Jesus turned to a mountain. He said in verse 22, when they brought it to his attention, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you that whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, what, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, this is an amazing story about how faith works. Faith works by saying. He takes for an example this tree. He says, if you were amazed at what happened with this tree, if you say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. Now that's not normal. And if you don't doubt in your heart, but if you believe, if you're firmly persuaded that what you said will come to pass, you will have whatsoever you said. Now that's amazing, but that's the power of faith. We know that through faith, the worlds were framed by the words of God so that the things that we see are not made by things that appear. Where did the earth come from? 
you know, the scientists would to make you to believe that it came from a big bang. It came from the word of God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and he created it with words of faith. In the same way, you can speak to this mountain of bills and you can command them to be paid in full and on time and supernaturally and even ahead of time in the name of Jesus. And if you don't doubt in your heart that what you said will come to pass, if it takes five months, five years or 15 years, if you don't doubt it, it Jesus said it will come to pass. It will obey you. So in this story, I want you to see that mountain of bills that are piled up before you, even that $500,000 mortgage that you're sitting in, you can be completely and totally free by taking these seven big steps spiritually in the name of Jesus. I guarantee it. Now notice verse 24. He says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have them. This is referring to what we call the prayer of faith. Now, faith works by saying something, but faith also works by doing something. Faith works by patience and faith works by love. Four ways that faith works. But notice here, faith works by you praying for something. He says, when you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that, you'll, that believe that you receive it and you'll have it. What if we released our faith little by little on that smallest debt? We commanded that thing, not to just put the extra $50 towards it, but what if we commanded it to be paid in full supernaturally? And then all of a sudden, you know, we get some payment from the, from the government, you know, an IRS, uh, you know, stimulus package shows up and it's like, glory to God, I could take this extra $1,200 and put it on that $1,200 debt and supernaturally, not just naturally, not just paying it $50 a month, but supernaturally, unexpectedly, a, a chunk of money comes in because when you prayed that prayer of faith, you believe that that little debt will be paid off. Guess what happened? You begin to build your confidence and now you turn your attention to another one and you pray and ask that that thing be paid for supernaturally above, above and beyond what you're able to do and whatever, what you're able to throw at it. And I believe that uh, situation after situation, you'll find God showing up big because you're doing what he's taught you to do. So the challenge of big step number seven is to have faith in God to supernaturally fulfill the desires of your heart in becoming debt-free. I'll say that to you again because it's good. The challenge of big step number seven is to have faith in God to, for God to supernaturally fulfill the desires of your heart in becoming debt-free. Let me ask you, is that your heart's desire? Do you desire to someday own everything that you possess? Whether it's your car or education or whether it's your home or a vacation home. Is it a heart's desire to be completely and totally debt free? Well, this is the challenge to believe 
God to supernaturally fulfill that desire of your heart. And Jesus promises that if you do this, you shall have this. Another thing Jesus taught about faith fits fits in here, and it's in Luke chapter 17. So go with me to the book of Luke chapter. So there's another thing that Jesus taught about faith, and it fits in perfectly. In Luke chapter 17, uh, verse 5 through 9, it says this, And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Now let me pause for a moment. When you think about, for me, 126,220 some odd dollars, that's to my name. I need to update that number because we've been paying and, and believing. Um, but that, that's a lot. Um, it, it would take years. And, and my wife and I looked at it. It, it would take a, quite a few years for us to just pay that based on our current salary, based on you know all the performance of everything that we have. Uh, as we're throwing things at this, and naturally, it's going to take quite a bit of time to pay that off, and then we'll be completely and totally debt-free to our name. And that can be quite of a big task. And you think that, man, if we just had more faith, we could get this done a lot sooner, right? And so the disciples came to the Lord, and they said, increase our faith. Listen to his response. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And which of you having a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down and eat. But he will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I've eaten and drink. And afterward, you will eat and drink. Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. Or like homie would say, I don't think so. Some of y'all might remember that. Now, listen, this is a very, very powerful passage of scripture. So don't let it blow over your head. Man, pay attention and get this, okay? Don't just glaze over sitting there looking at me, not understanding what God is saying, all right? They were asking him, they thought they needed more faith to do what it is that he wanted them to do and that they wanted to do. And he said, if you had just a little bit of faith, it's not that you need more faith. If you had faith, then you would speak to something that, that's deeply rooted, that there is impossible. You can't speak to a tree and command it to be snatched up by the roots and then replant it in the depths of the sea. That's not, that's not humanly possible. According to Jesus, it is. So bear with me for a moment. I want you to see those debts in your life like an old nasty mulberry tree. I remember we had a mulberry bush, mulberry tree in the backyard, and it just drops these, these mulberries. You can't eat them. They're nasty. I tried it. Okay. Uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a weed tree, right? And, and, and obviously weeds are tough to pull in the natural. Can you imagine pulling a tree, a weed tree out of the ground? But he said, if you had even just a little bit of faith, you could say to a mulberry tree, be plucked up, pulled up by the roots. I'm, I, I've owned a landscape company and uh, you can transplant a tree. Now, it takes a lot. I've had trees transplanted. They bring in these big old, this big old truck and these spades just dig deep into the ground and then you know they take that over and drive it to where you want it and then they put it down you can transplant quite a large tree 
But he's not talking about getting out machinery. He's not talking about throwing things at it with the natural. He's talking about just with your words, you can speak to this tree. What is money made of? Ooh, man, I think I'm preaching more powerful than the internet can handle right now. Trees are what our money is made of. He said, you can speak to a tree and it'll obey you. And then he begins to tell a story about, now tell me, you saw my, now he's trying to help them with how faith works because they think they need more faith. But if they understood how faith works, and that's what I'm trying to help you because big step number seven is to use your faith to believe God for the supernatural. I mean, I mean, all of a sudden you just put your business card in that little fish bowl on the desk at the counter and they end up paying, they end up giving you a car, right? And you sell the car you have and no longer do you have a debt for a car? I'm here to tell you stuff like that happens and it can happen on purpose if you believe. Mm, this is so good today. Thank you, Lord, for this revelation. So they're thinking they need more faith. No, you don't need more faith. You need to know how faith works. Faith works by saying, all right, but faith also works another way. So he asked him a question of which of you, if you have a servant now, you know, most people don't have employees. If you, if you do, then you understand this a little better than others. But you can imagine. He said, now, which of you has, has somebody working for you? And they're, they're outside doing something. And then when they come in, which, which of you would say, oh, you know, oh, man, ooh, you're working hard. Well, I pay you. Well, why don't you come in here and sit down and let me fix you something? Now, that's kind and nice if you do it. But if they're still on the clock and if you're diligent, and, and understanding, you know, now it's good to be nice, but typically when you're on the job and you're paying somebody, you want them to do, you know, well, you're done with that. Yeah, I'm done with that. All right. Well, matter of fact, why don't you make us something to eat? We'll sit down uh, and we'll eat. And because we're nice, you know, after we eat, then, well, you can go ahead and have something to eat yourself and then you'll be done for the day. <laughs> and then on top of that, he says, now, do you thank the servant from doing, you know, working out in the yard or working out in the field? And do you thank them after they done made the meal? And he says, I don't think so. Now, again, he's not talking about me and me. He's trying to teach us something about faith. So again, don't just sit there looking at me. Understand what he's trying to teach. He's not being mean. He's trying to teach you a lesson. That person did what they were paid to do. Now, it's nice to say thank you, but they just want the check, right? And, and you just want the work. Now, it's kind. It's nice. He said, like some homie said, I don't think so. They did what they were hired to do. Now, fit this back in the subject of faith. What he's teaching us, and to take this as a note, faith is your servant. I believe that with all of my heart, there's an anointing on me right now to declare to you that faith works for you and you need to learn how to keep your servant at work. That's what this story is about. Faith is your servant. So from this story, we are to learn to keep our servant of faith in the field. Let me give you a real live illustration of how this works. Let's say you lined up and you've got the, those debts lined up in that debt snowball that I described. 
And let's say you're, you're throwing everything you can at this lowest balance, paying the minimal payments on everything. But once you get that first one paid off, now you're going to take that extra $50 payment and apply it to that other debt that you had. And now you're paying $150 on that second one. While you are doing what you can naturally, believe for the supernatural. I know you've got six other debts lined up, but why don't you speak to that one that you're focusing on and focus your faith on that one that you're putting $150 on it? I know you owe $900 on it, but you're speaking to that. I command $900 to come to me to pay you off supernaturally. Here's another $150. But Father, I believe there's money coming to me from unknown sources that will allow me to be in a position to pay this $900 off Next thing you know, here comes a check in the mail from your uncle or from your auntie or from your mama, your daddy, from some unexpected, unusual source. And guess what? It fits exactly the $800 with the $150 that you sent. And now you can pay that off. Glory to God. You're one step closer to debt freedom. But wait a minute. When your servant of faith does something, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to put your faith back to work. You don't let him sit down. You don't let him take his rest. Now you take that $150 that's been freed up out of your budget diligence. And then you apply it to that other bill where you were paying 300 on. And now you're paying three, $450 in the natural. But then in the realm of the spirit, you desire for that bill that you've been working towards, that $2,200 bill, and you, you speak to it. I'm throwing $450 a month at it. It might be a $22,000 student loan and you're paying. I mean, oh my gosh, how long would it take? Even though you're doing extra payments, $450. Another month goes by, $450. And you owe $22,000 on this one, right? But all of a sudden... <laughs> <laughs> some sudden good break comes. There's a promotion that happens. There's a little here and a little breakthrough there. And then there's a big breakthrough and supernaturally ahead of time, that 22,000 plus dollar debt gets canceled. Glory to God. Then all of a sudden you get a hold. Now you've got an extra $450 freed up. You tack it on to that payment that you were paying on that car for $900 a month. Now you've got $1,350 going against that $50,000 Mercedes Benz or whatever it is that you bought. Praise God. And then you put your faith on it. Every time you get in that car, you start it up and it just purrs like a kitten, right? And you call it, I, I command this vehicle to be paid for. I command money to come supernaturally. I call myself debt free. Listen, I, I can keep going and going all the way up to supernaturally where your home is concerned. But as I calm down and get ready to give you some other scriptures and some examples of folks having their debts paid off supernaturally, this thing works. And this is what faith was intended for. Faith is the servant of the believer. And if you do what I'm teaching you to do, you will be completely and totally debt free. But you got to first commit it in your heart because 
God's not going to get you out only for you to just get back entangled again. Make some decisions. This works, but you got to make some decisions that I'm, I'm just done with it. I'm dead with it. I'm going to seek God on it. I'm going to do it little by little. I'm going to follow these steps to the T. And I believe God's going to meet me every step of the way because of the decision that I've made in my heart. Now, let me give you three examples in scripture of individuals that had their debts covered supernaturally or canceled. The first one is where we left off in our last study, which was on this past Sunday. The first example is 2 Kings chapter 4, and I want to look at verse 1 through 7. Once again, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah saying, your servant, my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you, you and your sons. <clears throat> then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons live on the rest. There was two parts of this. The first part had to do with where we left off in big step number six, sell what you have and give your way out. So what do you have in the house? Be diligent, be faithful. You know, there's stewardship that's required in faithfulness. You know, uh, again, I gave the illustration about having a piece of equipment of much value and, and that's going to help me you know, apply what the, the, the proceeds, once it sells, it'll help me apply the proceeds to debts. That, that, that's diligence. But here's the other side of it. Not only did she look to see what she had in the house, God helped her supernaturally. I mean, it's not common that you're using something and it multiplies. I mean, just imagine, you know, asking your neighbor to use a pot and that's not like going to the creditor. And you start filling it up and filling it up and filling it doesn't run out and filling it up and filling it up and filling it doesn't run out. There's something on there. There's something supernatural. Maybe you have a business and all of a sudden God's favor comes upon your business and it just keeps producing, keeps producing, keeps producing. You know where I mean, you're you're producing in a way that it wasn't producing. it. That's a supernatural move of God to get you out of debt. Notice the result of this supernatural miracle. This is a miracle. This is supernatural. 
And it's a debt cancellation. Not only was what was produced, this is a working of miracles. This is the biblical definition of a working of miracles. Something super came on something natural while someone was doing something with it. And a miracle was a result. A miracle is a, uh, a, a supernatural intervention into the ordinary course of things. God can intervene in your business and on your job and in your family, in your community and cause you to be benefit as a result. So again, believe for supernatural debt cancellation. Believe that God will get involved. And not only did she pay off her debt, not only was her debt canceled by this, but she had more to put in store. She was able to live for the rest of her days off of what was produced out of believing what the man of God says. Example number two. Second Kings, now that was chapter four, go over a couple chapters to chapter six. I'm almost done. Second Kings six, three through seven says, then one said, please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. <clears throat> so he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down a tree. Here's another tree again. But one, but as one was cutting down a tree, the iron ax head fell into the water and it, it cried and he cried out and said, alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him at the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. Therefore, he said, pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. Now, again, when I read the Bible, I imagine it as if I was there presently. I mean, again, I told you that a friend of mine and I started a business years and years ago. And when we're starting a business, you have to buy equipment. Again, I wasn't thinking right at the time. And, and there was some, some credit that was used to purchase equipment. So many people borrow to start a business. Hear me especially if that's you. To this day, all of those debts have been paid in full because of this revelation. But I've been there where I've been using a piece of equipment that's not even paid for and it breaks. I can imagine, man, this guy is chopping this wood, right? Chopping this thing. And he goes up and man, that axe iron head flies off and this piece of equipment is borrowed. Man, you done ruined it. And he cries out, oh man, I'm in trouble. I, I don't own that. I borrowed that. Here's a supernatural move of God. The man of God says, well, where did it fall? And it's like, what does it matter? I mean, there's no way. What are you talking about? Where did it fall? Think about that. You know, this is a creek. This is the River Jordan. What does it matter? Where does it? Notice he didn't go through all of that. He just said it fell about over there. And then God moves supernaturally again by working of miracles. He takes a branch, throws it into the water. Imagine that. Water hits that. <laughs> People are standing there looking like, what is he doing? Is he going to climb down there and swim down and get it? He throws the stick in. And then next thing you know, like if, if you've ever seen a fish, a little shiny, little reflective thing, you, if you've ever seen a fish underwater, you can see underwater a little bit at least. Man, all of a sudden you see something reflective and, and they're like, look, it's the axe head. It's floating. He's like, yeah, put your hand in there and get it. Wow. That's supernatural. God got involved in delivering him 
from this situation. Now, I believe with all my heart, if you take heed to what I'm saying and you learn to believe God to supernaturally pay off your debts, I believe that he will. The last one is probably more powerful than I can even express in one moment of time. Have you ever heard of the year of Jubilee? Have you ever heard of the word Jubilee? In Luke chapter four, let me give you example number three as I close. In Luke chapter four, verse 17 through 21. And he, the Bible says that he, Jesus, was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. For what business was this message and passage recorded? I believe with all of my heart that if you have received Jesus as Lord of your life, then you should receive everything that he was anointed to do. Notice one of the things that Jesus was anointed to do was to preach the good news to poor people. Again, in this world, there is no middle class. Either you're rich and the rich rule over the poor or you're poor. There's no middle class. The middle class was made up by the rich to deceive the poor, to think that they have something that they don't really have. If you're hearing me, if you're hearing me now, I want you to hear this as good news to a poor person that you don't have to be poor anymore, that God will help you to become rich. If you believe for healing of a broken heart, if you believe that Jesus has the capacity to help a blind person to see, and I'm not just talking about metaphorically or figuratively, he has supernatural power to set at liberty those that are oppressed. If you have been oppressed by any of the debts in your life, he has supernatural anointing to set you free. There is a debt freedom anointing that comes from Jesus. And if not, but above all, it is found especially in something that we don't hear often. He is anointed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Like I said, I don't have time to teach what the acceptable year of the Lord is, but I can point you to it. If you know anything about the Bible, this is referring to what Leviticus 25 calls the year of Jubilee. And as the story goes, as God was teaching his children on what they would experience in a land of blessing, if they found themselves ever having to borrow, that there were certain things that needed to happen because it's not his will for you to ever borrow. He said, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And it's okay to loan the nations, but it's not okay for you to borrow. It's a sin that he said to borrow. He said, thou shalt not, so don't do it. He said, oh, no man, anything but to love him. So notice this, he says in Leviticus chapter 25. 
He says here that you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you and each of you shall return to his possession and each of you shall return to his family. In verse 13, he says, in this year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his possession. And then in verse 28, but if he is not able to to have it restored to himself, then what was sold shall remain in the hand of him that bought it until the year of Jubilee. And in the Jubilee, it shall be released and he shall return to his possession. Man, there's an anointing that's on me right now. I pray that you can sense the power that's on this passage. For the children of God, which you are, there's a year of God's favor where you'll be released from all of your debts. This is, Jubilee is anything that you've borrowed in the 50th year, it's released to you as your possession. That's supernatural debt cancellation. And Jesus, when he showed up, he showed up to proclaim to anyone that would believe it. Remember, faith is a firm persuasion. It's being convinced of something that you hear. I declare the year of Jubilee over you right now. This is your year of Jubilee. And I'm not talking about 365 days. Another way that the acceptable year of the Lord is defined in scripture and in particularly in Luke chapter four is that this is the year of the Lord's favor. Uh, a dear loved one has said this, that one day of God's favor is worth a thousand days of labor. 365 days in a year, so that's about three years. You can have God's favor show up on your life and it'd be worth two to three times your salary. Can't you see then how that mortgage can be paid? Can't you see then how you can pay that car off completely and totally? Can't you see how you can knock those student loans out? You don't have to declare bankruptcy. Just learn how to take these seven big steps. Next Wednesday, I'm gonna conclude this series by challenging you to make a covenant keeper vow concerning getting out and staying out of debt. You don't want to miss it. Just in case you're not saved and you've watched me up to this point, I want to pray with you. Give your life to the Lord. He'll begin to work supernaturally on your behalf to release you from oppression and to cause you to live the life that He's created you for. Will you bow your head with me? Pray this out loud. God will save you right where you sit. Say this, Dear Heavenly Father, I do believe that Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, that he died for me, bearing my sins for me. Lord, I repent for all my sins, and I accept your offer of forgiveness. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you, Father, for helping me. In Jesus' name. Well, congratulations if you prayed that prayer. We want to welcome you to a faith family, to the faith family. If you don't have a church home, 
we'd, we'd, we'd be glad to take you as one of our own. Amen. Let's connect, even if it's through the internet, and um, let's do life together. All right, everyone else, I love you. God loves you. And remember, Jesus is Lord. I hope to see you on Sunday.